This is another episode of the Comedy Reject Podcast brought to you by Comedy Here Often and produced by Comedy Here Often. Today is going to be an exciting day, ladies and gentlemen, because today started out as a shitty day and it's ending as a positive. Today on the show, I have two phenomenal guests. Um, first off, uh, I have that uh, piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> be easy, the homie on the show. Be easy was good. Your favorite as always, back in effect. Oh my god! Uh, and um, <laughs> for the first time on my podcast, I'm so like geeked out, super excited. Um, I got my boy Randy King on this bitch. Y'all say what's good, man. I don't have a cool opening line like B. That was that. sorry. <laughs> I wasn't. Pre- I wasn't prepared to bring that. Man, as soon as you said Randy, I thought you was going to be sexual chocolate. Yeah. Randy Watson. <laughs> if I get the name sexual chocolate this table, something fucked up happened. <laughs> something uh, real fucked up. I'd be very happy if you walked out of here with a name. You went home to your wife and she was like, "Hey, Randy," and you go. Shh, shh, Sexual chocolate. <laughs> She'd be like, "Shit, I'm going with it." <laughs> She'd be like, "You need to hang out with those black guys more often." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because you leave right after, and so <laughs> <laughs> that is so racist. Um, um, but yeah, man. So, like, uh, first off, uh, I want to just ask right off the top, what did you think about the ending of Baki, the second generation? Uh, when he had to fight with Muhammad Ali's son and shit. For those of you who don't know, fucking listen, because this is not anything that you guys are going to know about. This is anime talk. Me and Randy watch cartoons. So if you're an anime lover, fuck you, Donnie Brasco. Um, <laughs> and there was a cartoon called Baki. It, was, it started out as probably one of the most phenomenal fight cartoon series I've ever watched. And I yes. loved it because... Agreed. It you it used real fighting techniques. They broke them down in episodes. They fought style to style. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. But um, in the part two, you watched it all. Now I remember before you, we, this was you didn't. I hate, I hate to do this to you. Wow. You told me not to watch it. Oh, so I didn't watch it. Remember, I asked you. You're like, don't bother. So I didn't bother. You know yeah, what? It's like this big lead up. I feel so bad. No, don't feel bad because honestly, that means that you have the show still pure in your mind, and yeah. that's how it should be. The the I thought it was the worst. The worst way to conclude uh, such a phenomenal series. It was terrible. I'm not gonna get into. Sorry, it, it was the ending. Ending of the, the series. It's the done. last three episodes. Yeah, it's finished. Well, sorry, it's not finished, okay. but they... All right. For anybody who watches Baki, obviously you <laughs> want to see Baki fight his dad, okay? Obviously. Uh, they got to the point where they were about to fight, and then they ran from it as if they were going to extend the series, and then I get, it, the way it feels is like they were trying to do a season three, and then um, something happened, and they had to wrap up with whatever the fuck they had. Right. And because they had it where Baki's dad entered the tournament and Baki was in the tournament. Right. The tournament started. Right. People are fighting in the tournament. <laughs> and then they stop it midway. And they just went in a whole different direction. 
and I was it sucks. Right, but anyways, B- B- Baki spoilers, I guess, right? Because I'm asking questions. It's gonna be a big spoiler question. So for ev- the one other person knows what yeah, the fuck we're talking. There's about. There's one other person. Everybody <laughs> else is like, I'm gonna skip forward. This yeah. motherfucker starting out with fucking cartoons. <laughs> please, please go to minute six. So, uh, but seriously, uh, so it was against Muhammad Ali's kid. I kind of liked. The idea that like Muhammad Ali was creating his own style, but because he couldn't fight because of the you know do- dodging the draft or whatever, mm-hmm. decided not to fight, um, that he couldn't complete his style, and so his son was doing. It. I thought that was badass. So did they? Did Baki and him fight? No. What the fuck is this show even? <laughs> they never fight. They're, they're, they're dragging- so he doesn't fight. He doesn't fight Muhammad Ali's son. Right. And he doesn't oh, fight. Fuck. His dad. They're, they're, and then they're it dragging ends. Ball and Z-ing this. They're dragging like eight, yeah, eight they minutes shouldn't of, have. Oh, like that's what they're fucking. They doing. shouldn't. No, but they ended it. They just, they just, they, they, it was over. It was just done. Oh my god. And they're, I, they're it was the more. worst ending I've ever. The last three episodes absolutely broke my heart. Right. But anyways, I just wanted to get into that because like we haven't. Uh, I okay. So for those of you who don't know. Um, Randy, let them know what you do, man, because you have such an interesting life. I used to, yeah. Before COVID, I had a very interesting life. I, I mean, before COVID, I had a life, so <laughs> this uh, is our life now. We are sitting at a gray uh, classroom lunch table, smoking weed, watching rap battles. This is uh, life. <laughs> it's pretty badass. Uh, this is this is actually this isn't this wasn't even life before. We weren't even supposed to do this before. Like this is fucking crazy. Like, we should is... do this more often without COVID. One hundred percent. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, what do I do? I am a education based self defense instructor. So what that means is I teach people about violence and conflict and management. I'm a former bouncer. Did a bunch of stuff with security. Couple black belts. All the stuff that everybody has in this industry. Uh, and now well, I used to be a internationally traveling instructor. So I've taught in 10 countries, uh, spreading the program. And right now we're working on a new company, everything's secret, no name or anything yet, but, uh, we're working on a new education based self-defense company where we're going to be doing conflict management solutions and talking about like boundary setting and stuff like that. Like example, yesterday I was with some ladies from the Salvation Army for International Women's Day, donated some time, decided to go into a presentation and they thought I was going to like show my like, kicks and punches and like throat pops, right? And then I sit them down for a PowerPoint and they're like, this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but at the end, we're like, we're crying together. We're talking. Like it was such a, it was a powerful experience. This guy so, gave him the notebook fight version. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The motherfucker said, the motherfucker went in. If you refer to if the If you diagram. were a bird, I would punch you like this. <laughs> Yeah, in essence, that's what happened. It was uh, no, but it was great, and so that's what I do. I just uh, teach eighty percent education, twenty percent physical skills, um, and so it, B, you're a you're a doorman, right? You do security work. Yeah, he's a fucking as, cop. As you as you know, <laughs> it's always better to be the smiling guy who could talk somebody out rather than the guy who can physically fight, right? I mean, listen, when I was 18, I, mean, I couldn't wait for a fight to oh, happen. Exactly. If, I, if, if I did a whole night of work and nobody fought, I was pissed. <laughs> I was starting shit in the parking lot after work. <laughs> but yeah, you know, man. a lot of bouncers are like that. Yeah. Yeah. That was me, too. Like, that's a exactly lot of bouncers story when like I was that, that age. Yep. But, I've, you know, the place I've been working at for, you know, a year and a half, I've never been in a fight there. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's all. About, it really is all about using your words, man. If you can't outsmart the drunk guy. Right. You need a new job. Yeah. yeah. You definitely shouldn't try to be a comedian. You know what I'm saying? You shouldn't try to be a wordsmith if you can't. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> You can't make what, do you, what do you mean by okay? So I'm the lame here who has not uh, been in any security shit in my life. I don't secure nothing. <laughs> I don't even secure the bag. Probably. Um, what do you mean by outsmart the drunk person? I don't know what that means. I mean, Explain that to me and other lames. Drunk people want to fight. You know what I'm saying? They either want to fight or they want to fuck. And yep. if there ain't no pussy around, guess what? It's me. 
<laughs> you know so you so, fucking? <laughs> I mean, sometimes. You know <laughs> but um, it really, it really is just about you know talking to them, and, and, and drunk people are very easy to uh, persuade. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I had a guy a couple nights ago. He's in, he's yelling in the bar. I'm fucking pissed off. And uh, yeah, yeah, you know that happens. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, so I, I start talking to him. You know what I'm saying? And I got him to like literally in, in the middle of his screaming rant. He busted a hard laugh. He was like, hey, wait, wait, I see what you tried to do right there. The motherfucker <laughs> is so caught up in his passion of anger <laughs> that when he laughed, he was like, hey, hey. <laughs> Don't you try to make me happy. Yeah, <laughs> How dare you try to bring joy into my life? I like being angry. My name is Gargamel, you dirty <laughs> motherfucker. Gargamel? What a weird choice for Gargamel. reference. That's because me and you are old enough to fucking get that reference because you knew it immediately. Gargamel. They have a new one. My daughter knows. They have a new one. Oh, they have a new one? like movies and shit. That was oh, Smurf. see, Smurf. I didn't yeah, know that. that. Yeah, 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 but that's what I'm saying. We're old enough to get a Gargamel yeah. fucking you know reference. You know I'm a piece of shit? Because that's what I call my sister. <laughs> you call her Gargamel? <laughs> Every time she asks for hello, I'll be like, Gargamel! <laughs> that, is, that is pretty mean. I'm not going to lie. That's pretty mean. Because he was a balding man who used to walk around in the woods by himself with a cat and fucking try to eat small people. Like, he was a weird guy. You know what I mean? So, like. I hope it ended at eat. I really oh, hope it ended at eat. I don't know, man. He was a weird looking dude. If that guy was walking around my kid's school, I'd be having words, right? I would be too. Yeah. Him and his fucking cat. Get your fucking weird cat and robe out of here, motherfucker. He was a weird. Yeah, he was a weird dude, man. He was a weird dude. But yeah, yeah, man. So you know, I'll smart the drunk. Mm. Basically, I don't know. Now, how do you guys even? Um, this is a, a very strange field to me because it's like, I get it. You both are big guys, um, and uh, I, I get that. You know, you look like you could take a punch. But why in the fuck would you ever decide? You know what I want to do? I want to outsmart drunk people. College is hard, and there's lots of girls at clubs. I think is okay. like right, like who who didn't want to be? So I grew up with Roadhouse, right? So Patrick Swayze, <laughs> right? I grew up, I grew up with that Roadhouse, shit, yeah, right? And movie, yep. I wasn't good at school. Like we don't we don't they didn't have the programs like they have now for the kids with ADD, right? Yeah. And I got motherfucking ADD. Same, so same, same. right, yeah. Yep. So they didn't have the programs for us, right? And so you wanted to do something, and bouncing is like one of those perfect careers because like. Always paying attention to something different. Exactly. You can actually weaponize that ADD, and you yep. become good at it yep. because you have this whatever non neurotypical blah whatever. So, but I think it's really important to have like that. So that's why I did it. Was I was working at a Wendy's? I was flipping burgers. I'm like, fuck this. I'm 18. I don't want to be flipping burgers. This is bullshit. I read in the paper uh, a guy got stabbed six times at a bar. I went. They got a fucking opening, and I went to that bar, and I got a job. And shockingly, I got stabbed there. <laughs> Yo, he grabbed the mic. He was ready to be like, "Oh, you." He was to get- gonna say yeah. something. He's gonna say probably that. <laughs> Yo, when I mean, I had to pick up the mic and laugh into the mic because it's like the irony of. Oh, someone got stabbed there? I'm going to go work there. Ah, I got stabbed. Good for you, motherfucker. What are you doing over there getting stabbed? They stabbed people over there. You said you want an application? It was in blood, you dummy. Good for you. Honestly, the pushy to puncture ratio was stronger on the pussy side, so I didn't I didn't mind too much work at that place. It was okay. One stabbing every couple of years, worth it for the payoff the rest of the time. Jesus Christ. I thought I had it rough because I... 
uh, do comedy so much because I hate my day job. But if you told me I got stabbed every now and then, I'd be like, fuck comedy, dog. I'm taking up accounting. (laughs) That's fucking wild, dog. And then so like, okay, you guys started out that way. But then you ended up transitioning because I was actually, it's funny because I was following you before you ever even knew who I was. Yeah, that was which is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> because like, uh, I'm really into knives. I-, I love weapons and shit. And you were doing knife fighting classes and stick fighting classes. Yep. And that was extremely interesting to me. How did you transition from, um, you know what I mean? I'm 18 in the parking lot, yeah. punching, punching bitches and... And not bitches as in female, bitches as in bitch ass dudes. Um, but like, and then getting pussy. Right. So like, how did you go from that to I want to stick fight? Like, well, <laughs> please reference was stabbed, right? So <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that was funny. You got stabbed, motherfucker. So, you show up and be like, I'm here to take the job. Like, oh, you're not gonna get stabbed. Now? <laughs> Everybody in this jailhouse got stabbed. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> but that was it. So, like, honestly, like, this is kind of my whole, like, origin story, whatever, <laughs> to who I became, who I am now, right? Like, is, Wolverine, you got stabbed first, and they gave you titanium sticks? I fucking wish. <laughs> oh, I wish. No, so I, I had a black belt when I started working at the club, but it's a black belt in Taekwondo. Um, and so, anyways, I was... Why, okay, we're going to circle bad. back to that. I, we'll circle back to that, but finish the story, but okay. I want to know why that's bad. So, the reason... The reason w- so that black belt failed me in real life is kind of the thing that changed my training, right? So I had like trophies, number one in Canada, which isn't a big deal. There's like 50 of us, but like whatever, we have these things. And I had this confidence, right? And there is, there's no point to put doubt in somebody who's competing's head, right? There's just no place for it. But martial arts, mar- martial arts traditionally taught in some places. I don't want to offend. I will offend people. But it doesn't matter. I got forty listeners. You good? Okay, cool. But the uh, the, the the martial arts I was taught were sold to me as this panacea of everything. Like it's gonna solve everything. Like you can compete and also like you're a ninja and also you can street fight and blah blah blah. And I legitimately thought I was invincible. I had trophies and I was really good and blah blah blah. And then like a fifty five year old biker with bo beat the fuck out of me when I was like. 22 and in shape and like ready to go. Yeah, that's that old man strength. He wasn't yeah. even fighting you. He was fighting his past. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. He was, he, was beating, like- he was beating his former self, his wife, <laughs> his child. Yo, when a 55-year-old man squares you up in the bar, you have to understand, he knows how old he is. Yep. But he has something else going on, and it's not this fight. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? And he's not going to stop swinging until it's all out. <laughs> Life lessons I didn't get in Taekwondo. So that's like, right. Like I didn't. <laughs> you learned that in the streets. Yeah. So, so from there, I moved on from just playing Taekwondo. I started doing Muay Thai and some submission wrestling. And uh, there was an eclectic school kind of before MMA got really, really big. Like UFC two or three, maybe four. Yeah, yeah. We're still getting them on VHS at Blockbuster. Right. Like that, right. that long ago. <laughs> so. Uh, that was kind of starting to come up. And so I started doing grappling and wrestling and, and, and striking, thinking that like this is now the real shit, right? So now, now that I fucking know this, I don't need to know anything else. And then some guy almost fucking killed me for six fifty an hour, right? Like I was making nothing. <laughs> it was fucking forever ago. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if you ever thought you had a hard job, <laughs> if you ain't been stabbed for $6.50, Literally, the money that falls out your pocket when you take out money, <laughs> yeah, exactly. then you don't know shit, dog. Because I'll tell you right now, I worked for six eighty five at a movie theater, and a motherfucker left his underwear there, and I quit. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you got stabbed and said, 
I'm gonna be back next week. <laughs> yeah, Get much, out of my man. fucking face! You guys man, are crazy people. Man, I've been yeah. shot at. I've right? been. I, I got hit with a fire extinguisher in the back of the head. Fuck! It's about oh, uh, that. That that you got. What is it wrong a, with you, King? It's a mini one. It's still a piece of metal in the back of your yeah, dome, right? It's not. Great. I guarantee you, start hitting people on the streets. You can't go to court and be like, Yana. It was a mini one. <laughs> Lesser charges. You know what I mean? And charges. Why are we even here? Right? We've all hit somebody with a small fire extinguisher. I beat your dog with it. Oh, that's another charge. Right. So then, okay, you've been stabbed. You've been able to, you like a fucking cartoon. You got hit with a fire extinguisher. What, somebody throw a banana peel down and let you slip on it next? <laughs> Y'all do some fucked up shit. But like, how does that happen? Because so, I saw a underwear on the floor and quit yeah. a job that paid more than yours mm. at a movie theater, which was safer than yours. Y'all got hit with a fucking fire extinguisher. And you got stabbed. What fuck are y'all still doing here? So at that age, that was my identity. It wasn't I worked at a bar as a bouncer. I was a bouncer. And this is what happens to bouncers. So you just continue doing that shit. Also, I have my boys that fucking have saved my butt 100,000 times. Yeah. I don't want to leave them with some new fucking rookie asshole doesn't know shit about shit. So that was the big transition for me was the weapon came in and I transitioned to weapon styles. You guys are like broke-ass samurais because you guys are like servants. <laughs> you guys yeah. are like, you know what I mean? Because like, I am, I protect yeah. the bar. <laughs> I, I, I do not. <laughs> That's just what it was. But just, then you got stabbed. You're like, oh shit. Like, yeah, maybe I should protect something else. Maybe you need supervision at grocery store. Yeah, you, you make fun of it. I built a pretty big career off of being stabbed one time. I know. <laughs> so. And that's what makes me laugh because this is what I mean by overcoming yeah. crazy shit. Because if I got stabbed, motherfucker, I'm suing the bar. I'm suing the I'm suing the company. I'm suing my head. I'm suing the company that made the knife. I'm suing, I'm suing his grandmother for bringing his mother and his mother for bringing him in the world. Y'all went back to work for yep. six fifteen. I kind of wish a motherfucker would try to stab me sometimes. You know, you, you ever just have you wake up in that mood? That no. Day you're like, yeah. You're like, oh, hundred percent. I, I hope there's a fight tonight. If I could just get a little stab, because I could pretty much kill you after that. And yeah. then, you know what I'm saying? Like, this, <laughs> this is how I know that being a bouncer has to be a personality type, because sure, the sure. two of you are agreeing to something <laughs> that I am sitting here saying. Y'all motherfuckers are crazy. <laughs> we met like and, 10 minutes ago. We're like, yep, that's fucking how it is. <laughs> and I'm the one with six guns in the house. <laughs> and I'm looking at y'all like, I better get my six guns in this bitch. <laughs> so um, the, the knife trading came in. Yep. Um, now, uh, uh, how far did you get in that in terms of like uh, specializing professionalism? Far. far. Uh, I've taught counter knife classes in a couple of countries. Uh, I went to the Philippines. I trained for two months there under three grandmasters, 12-hour like days, stick a knife in the jungle shit. Like, it was, like, out of a movie. Uh, trained in Lunetta Park, did a bunch of stuff there. So. <laughs> you had a dog named Kiki chase you? Yeah. <laughs> I had a bunch of ladyboys chase me, and just... No, he didn't run too fast. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. Chase was actually included in the price. <laughs> He did, the, he did the white woman fall down. I'm falling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so I did that. I got really deep into it. Um, the system <clears throat> I had used belts. I got to a fourth degree in it, which is pretty deep if you know anything about martial arts. Just like I don't. I just buy the weapons that you look like you use. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I was like, I was asked because I'm like, okay. Well, we got the knives. We got the kukri. Yeah, yeah. So I want you to tell me on my knives, like, 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 okay, I'm going to bring them over. Yep. And uh, 
by the way, guys, uh, I'm going to post these pictures of these knives and what Randy's talking about and also uh, the link to Randy's classes. Uh, but, like, I want to know because I bought yep. these knives. I have no fucking education about knives outside of what I've read. Sure. And so I would like you to uh, uh, tell me about the knife. If yep. it's a good quality knife, and what it's used for, and how to properly use it. Sure. All right. Okay. Give me. Give me a second. You. You guys talk. I'm hot. Sure. For the <laughs> for the listeners, almost all of his knives are the same knife. So yeah. there's different uh, variations of it. Yeah. We're only gonna go with. The what's a What's a crazy bouncer story that happened to you? Like what you got? Everybody has one. You got shot at. What happened there? Uh, that was just a. I was working at a real shitty. Uh, strip club in sure. Orlando. I won't. I won't call the name out. Yeah, probably good idea. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, man, uh, dude. I'm not gonna lie. It was it was back in my young days. Sure. I was, as I was talking about earlier. Yeah. And uh, you know, dude felt like it was a good idea to whoop his girlfriend's ass, pretty much. Like, and you know, I kind of did the same shit to him that he did to her. Right. And you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Obviously, that wasn't the best. I, I, when I left, you know, what I'm saying went back to the front door, and like, see on the cameras. Goes in his trunk, pulls out an AK. Yeah. I lock the door. He gets in the car, just hangs it out the window, and just hits the gas and hits the hits the. Uh, yeah, he he yeah. didn't really necessarily shoot at me, but he shot at the front of the club when he drove up. That's crazy. Yeah. That's um, one of the lesser part talk about parts in martial arts self defense is aftermath and retaliation, right? Yeah. Like yeah. everybody's like, oh, I'm just gonna ninja him and better be judged by twelve and carried by six, motherfucker. <laughs> I have a yeah. skull shirt, and they're like, uh, his whole family's gonna hunt you down now. Yeah. Fuck. For real. Are there tactical diapers? How do I fucking? <laughs> I'm shit myself. I'm not gonna lie, that I, I was excited. I was like, yeah, I like this guy. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this guy's talking all the sense. And you're like, his family's gonna hunt you down. I'm like, why you gotta make part two to the movie bad? Like, I was all about John Wick part one. You know what I'm saying? Jesus Christ, this motherfucker had to ruin my day. All right, so now um, this uh, the first knife you're holding right now. Yep. Watch your feet there. I don't want you touching me. Um, <laughs> can you tell that we're high people anyways uh, so the first knife that you're holding yep. that was made handcrafted in Nepal but it was custom designed by myself yes it's a five Shri Fuller uh, a five Shri Chira yep. blade that's a 10 inch blade uh, that weighs 800 grams and has a one millimeter spine and a full tang right. um, uh, and that's also a, what's that something horn handle Whatever the fucking word is, horn. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a fucking from a Antler, animal. water buffalo. Yeah, one of those things. I have a water buffalo. So now, how close to authenticity is that knife? I So I don't know the quality of steel. That's mm -hmm. always the biggest it's issue. It's a 960 it. spring steel. It's the okay. steel that they use on their um, trucks. All right. So, so they salvage the steel from the trucks. Makes sense. Yeah. So not bad. It's uh, it's heavy, which is good. It depends. So th this design of knife, the point is, is to catch and then take the limb, right? So the belly here catches, mm -hmm. and then the mass whoosh through the joint or the limb, oh, etc. Okay. So that's why it has this forward bend and why it's front heavy. I always thought that you would just... So for those of you um, listening, which is everybody, um, he's holding a what is called a kukri yes. blade. And if the kukri blade, I thought that big fucking front thing at the front that you would just hack a motherfucker with that. With this here? Yeah. yeah no. You just so, hit him with that shit. So you have three you have three different knives in front of me. Yes. So this one is entirely edge-oriented. You would never use the point of this. There's yeah. no point-oriented yeah. weapon. It's not stabby-stab. This is kind of a hybrid, and this last one's a point-oriented weapon. So <clears throat> this one you wouldn't stab with. It's too heavy. It's effectively a sharp club. <laughs> yeah. So, right? so like, honestly, and that's how you'd use it, is you'd whip it like a club and you'd catch people. <laughs> I've 
never heard that expression and it made me laugh. You had a sharp club. That's what it is. It's just it's a fucking sharp club and you would wield it exactly the same as you would with a club, right? The the really big thing with blades like this, and so if we get like technical to martial arts shit, we're talking about anime, talk about that. Uh, you see a lot of people that do stick and knife training, they do a lot of manipulation of the weapon with their wrists. Some schools of thought say don't use your wrist, use your elbow, and the reason why is this blade is too heavy for wrist manipulation under duress. Yes, of course. Right? So you would, you would lock your wrist and only use your elbow to create the cuts and the mm. movements because then you have the one unified lever. The smaller ones, like this would be this uh, tiny point or mm. with the ring, mm. this would be a wrist manipulation. Mm. So the smaller, the better. So why I like this. <laughs> Leave I'm it up a, to this guy. To <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why I like these blades? Uh, because they're, they're, they're user-friendly. Right, it's heavy, mm-hmm. and the way you swing is where the weight is, mm-hmm. and it just goes with your natural biomechanics. So it doesn't take a ton of training to use that knife like this. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, because I don't know. It's a sharp. Shit. It's a sharp club. Right, yeah. so swing it around like you would. Yeah, club. if I turn that backwards and hit somebody, that's yeah. very painful. And with this too, the really cool thing is because of the how thick the so yeah, I designed handle that handle diameter. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a big handle. I have these weird <laughs> tiny carny hands, but. When we're doing it here, you can see that these knuckles line up, mm-hmm. which means you don't even have to orient the blade. You can orient your knuckles, mm-hmm. which will then lead through better into the strikes. Yeah, I, I designed that the knuckle on the the, the grips yeah, on it. The grip they is didn't good. have any of that. You wait, like you and see on the traditional one. Yeah, yeah. It's a way different grip on the uh, traditional one. Yeah. That's why that small one, uh, that one I love so much. But I want that smaller um, kukri blade. Yep. yep. I also designed that one. That's and, cool. And um, it, uh, I was trying to make it for lighter, faster, more right. efficient. So you can make it more wrist manipulation. And super hacky like yeah. like hack on the like well this know, this hack. would like one this will take one or two you're good the other yeah. cool thing about this of course you have your bottom spike so yeah we call this the in filipino martial arts we call it the punio so it's for close quarter right? the boon <laughs> so the really cool thing about it because this is a single-sided right it's not double-edged which means you can bring it under an arm and be safe mm-hmm. and then use this as a mm-hmm. tool that's, that's what the point of this is like an armor puncture Nice. Ah. Right, so you can smash with like a conquistador's coming to invade. The you know, I literally used that to open a beer one time. Sure. <laughs> and that makes sense. And it's not pointed. And you can see the. You can see the. You see the. You yeah. can see I was using it. Exactly. Like, <laughs> so I'm a terrible as, human. As long as this steel isn't the same as this steel, this is good. No, it's not. Because this is, yeah. No. You would, if, you were, if you were to use this battle ready, we would take the same steel and put a point here. Mm-hmm. Because then if somebody does get on the inside of your blade, you can. <laughs> and still mm-hmm. get a jab at him. And then you can bring your blade back into play. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty badass. I really like it. Anyways, that's the kukri for everybody. Okay, yeah. and then what do you you call this next one? The next knife is a K bar. Yeah. You call it a hybrid. It's a hybrid. Because I call it a stabby. That's what I call it. Yo, that because that'll cut you and stab. That's a bad yeah. fucking knife. But so, I thought it was. But tell me if it is. It, it's okay. It's a, it's so, your again, standard K bar. You know K bar the kit steel that K bar uses. Yes, and you like you like the Bowie that that Bowie the bow type like inner belly with the curve. Yeah, See, all your blades is kind of what you, it's your thing. Yeah, which is awesome. Same thing here. Stab. We would be using this to catch to create maximum cut slash. So if I was going to, if this was, I'm not cutting myself, hopefully. No, don't do that. This is my arm. Because I'm just going to laugh. I don't want to go here. That's mm-hmm. not the point of this blade. Oh, okay. The point of the blade is to catch, control, and rip and tear, tendon, Oh, et cetera, et cetera. man, I'm excited. <laughs> I just learned how to use it. I've had these knives. I shit you not. I've had these knives over 12 years. So this, this <laughs> why I called it a hybrid is because it's this is edge-oriented. This could be edge or point-oriented. Oh, it's so good. it's small enough to stab with. You don't have any no, no close bang. range, but it's still heavy. It's not going to be bad. Again, single-edged. Um, I, lo- I like this kind of knife. And again, this would be a very quick wrist manipulation. The yeah. other cool thing about it is you can do what's called a snap cut with the blade like this. This is too heavy. This is too small. But there's three types of cuts we basically teach. I know I'm getting a little weird on this. No, <laughs> so I want to know this. <laughs> there's a draw cut, which is like a slash. So it's a draw. Uh-huh. Okay. There's a pressure cut where I just put the blade on you and cut you. 
like in like a stab? Like nope, like uh, like still with Slice. the edge, but like it's a pressure. I just I oh, cut in, like okay. you're cutting like through fruit. Okay, right? That's a pressure cut. Yeah, and there's something called a ballistic cut, and ballistic cuts are the grossest because they hit, create a vacuum effect, and stuff pops out of the wound, and they're really hard to. They don't heal very well. So you would is that like where you turn the knife and shit? Nope. No. All you do is you would snap it like this. So instead of so I'm using my hand. And I'm using, I'm coming at you, and then I would snap again, so it pops and creates a quick slash that opens up the wound. Is it true? My mom told me this, and uh, don't judge me. That's what my happened. mom said that if you write, if you um, rub, is it garlic, on a on a blade, and then stab a motherfucker, it'll make the wound not close up. I don't know if that's true. All right, okay, she's crazy from the streets, dog. <laughs> she told me that when I was 15. She's like, listen, you garlic up your blade and stab a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, I'm going to I'm going to school. She goes, oh, no, no, hold I, this shit and shut up. <laughs> I think maybe, I think maybe your mom played you a little bit, and I think she told you to put garlic on the blade so there would be both an olfactory and visual cue there was a weapon, and the people would leave faster. Nah, she crazy dog. You sure? I, I think she got high and watched the vampire movie. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I said maybe movie, she was like, garlic. <laughs> I'm giving mom the benefit of the doubt, but maybe she watched the vampire movie. Yeah, I don't that's know. That's probably bad, but no, she's a wild one, dog. Yeah, she's a wild you. one. Uh, <laughs> All right, then. She's terrible for getting, asking. Like, my mom is nobody that would ever go to to, like, put me in check because she's just about that shit. Like, if I was like, yo, mom, I'm about to kill three people, she said, well, shit, I got two to kill myself. Let's go. Like, <laughs> like she'll never be the voice of reason. She's always like, that's what you want to do? I'm about that shit, too. Fair like, enough. she is too unconditionally loving. She, she don't give a fuck. She's just a gangster. She's a writer. No matter what I said, one time in my life, I was selling cocaine, and my mom was like, you selling cocaine? I said, yeah. She goes, how much? Like, what? Yeah. She's like, how much you making, man? Can you hey, let me some money? I want to go to casino. Hey, that's family business. Uh, she's, she's, she's a gangster. And so I don't think she would be telling me things unless, you know, but then again, they're from the Caribbean. <laughs> if anybody heard that before, garlicking your blade, that was a thing because people used to garlic. Uh, I'd love to hear it. Razor blades and give you a boss face. It's where you, uh, it's where you fucking hide the blade in your hand. Yeah, boom. Nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah I'm you ready. Hit, you hit him in the face. <laughs> Slap him. This last one, this last blade. So oh, we can, we is honestly this is one favorite, of my favorite. One of your blades. Yes. Why, like, what is that? A karambit is what it's called? This, no. So a karambit is a forward curved hooking blade, like mm -hmm. a talon. This just has a karambit style finger cut. Okay. okay. And so this is a retention tool, right? Like this can be peeled out of your hand. If you get blood on it, it'll slip easy, sweat, mm -hmm. puke, whatever. Same thing with this. You're going to lose this pretty easy. You won't be losing this because you have this ring. Mm. Also, when people take it from you, fingers might go. Yeah. If somebody takes it from you. Now, this design is different than most of your designs. So it's a reverse. We see that this one has the bow here. This one has the bow here. It's a flat end, mm -hmm. not the sharp end. The reason why is I'll go slow, but it's so I can move shit mm -hmm. to get to shit. Damn! So it's a hooking That tool. scared me. So Y'all yeah, yeah. didn't see. He pulled my whole arm away. So this knife <laughs> that he's holding. Like this, I was like, oh, this is what you <laughs> <laughs> I'm not killing you know? <laughs> Okay. Away. First of all, I have to tell you guys because that scared the shit out of me. Because <laughs> this knife is surgical steel sharp. But like the way he did it, and he goes, I'm going slowly. So it means he's not trying. <laughs> but he pulled my whole arm away from my side and then was able to jab forward and stop and not kill me. And I was sitting there like, you ain't going to kill me with my own blade in my house. Are you motherfucker? Like, this is some bullshit. But that was fucking crazy. The benefit of this. So oh, my God. That was wanna, scary. You don't want to start nothing right now. He just taught me the ballistic. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck all y'all. I got five guns in this house just for this occasion. It was six earlier. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point that you out. You Donnie Brasco. 
say about the blades. Uh, uh, this one is the only one you would hold different. So we call this a positive grip, blade up. We call this a negative grip, blade down. Mm. Okay, it's also ice pick, saber, blah. I use positive, negative to easier understand. This blade, mm, I wouldn't use it like this mm -hmm. because the edge is weird. You have nothing to catch with. It would make sense to be here. Benefit to holding the knife this way, I get more range. Positive. Yeah, positive, yeah. I get more range. Mm -hmm. Negative of the, the, the con of using it positive, not to get confusing, the con is I don't get to control where the body goes. So if I cut you and he moves that way, it's going to change the game. Negative grip, when I stab, I pull you towards me. Mm. So I control where your oh, body's going, <laughs> right? So I stab and I take, I stab and I take. Now, I wouldn't get a blade like this. I prefer reverse grip edge in. So uh -huh. uh, do I have my bat? I don't have my knife with me. Um, so I have an edge in. It's called a pical grip, which is this position. And the this is the dull part. This is the sharp part. Mm. And the reason why is I prefer negative grip style. Mm. If you put this in, like if I put this in a B, like he, B's keeping it. Mm -hmm. Like the odds of me getting this back out are low because the edge is here. If the edge was on this side, I can rip it out of his flesh to retain oh, my weapon. I love this stuff. So edge in makes more sense than edge out. Okay, because so I would have thought in my mind, you see this how much of an amateur I am. When you said it's gonna stay in him, I was like, that's exactly where it should be. No, he wanted to do <laughs> the more holes like, the better. Right? Oh, uh -huh. Yeah. So that's the thing. So this is great. I love this grip. This is good for manipulations. You can get some slashes here. It's a good point. Feels kind of comfortable, but for me, I really like the point here, the edge. Inside. Well, yeah. After you explain it like that, I'm sold yeah. too. And the reason why is because if I ever have to get into a knife fight, which I hopefully will, I'm fucking forty. I'm a dad. I'm, I don't even do shit anymore. Like if my video games come to life, maybe. But so, <laughs> but when I'm working, I don't like to lose control of the subject. So I don't like even when I teach stick work, I don't teach upward angles. If I hit you up, you're gonna go that. If I hit you down, you're coming in front of me. Mm. Right, so I can totally control, manipulate you in whatever way I need to manipulate you. So, if I ever need to use a knife, this is just tactical talk. I haven't, I've never stabbed anybody. They stabbed me. I've never stabbed. Anybody. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's like, I'm not only a member, I'm also a client. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he's a fifty cent a knife. <laughs> <laughs> I've been stabbed nine times, motherfucker. <laughs> only I can show you how to catch a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> only I, I, nine is a lot. It's only yeah. been, so I say two and a half. It's been two and a half times. Two and a half. How you, hold on, hold on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. How you get a half stab? How you get a half stab? I say that's, that's the question. So, that's like I'm half gay. No, yeah. brother. <laughs> you a full gay man. I feel like you could be bisexual. No? Is that not nah, an option? Okay. bisexual is an option for women. For women. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, All right, yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. If you, if bisexual is not an option for men. You are a guy, you are gay that fucks with girls. That's right. for sure. <laughs> hey, if you're... You can't tell me, oh, I'm not, I'm not gay, but you cute, and I'm a shut up, <laughs> shut up. Accept who you are, man. <laughs> Stop being greedy. Stay away. Fuck, <laughs> get your ass over there. Even, <laughs> I, you know why I say that? And people will be like, oh, it's Sterling being offensive. Fuck y'all. First of all, second of all, I've actually been in the gay clubs, and they're like, bisexual men are just two weeks away from gay men. That's all there is. That's all they are. Because it's like, honey, if they're going to fuck me once, they're going to keep fucking me. <laughs> like, so when you go, what is it, bisexual? Nah, he gay. He gay. <laughs> he, he gay I need some of that gay dude confidence. Jesus. That's some confidence. Uh, if he fucks me, he's fucking me. I don't want, if, if confidence makes my dick get hard around another man, I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it at all. You keep all of that confidence, I will be nervous as fuck around you. <laughs> now, you went away. 
Um, Let's get this 2.5 out of the way first. Uh, 2.5. What's 2.5 what? I would stab 2.5 times. Oh, right. oh yes. Yeah. What is that? It's a joke. It's a bad About. joke. So I was stabbing oh, yeah. like I was stabbing <laughs> leg working. I was stabbed once in the face because a guy was shaking it right under. You can, I can't see it because the beard. Guy was shaking, and I didn't know anything about adrenaline or stress response. I'm like, you're, I watch John Wayne movies. Mm. You're fucking shaking. You're not going to stab me, partner. And he was like, oh, fuck it. And this gave me a fucking Swiss Army knife to the face. Whatever. It was nothing. I kicked shit out of him. It was like nice. barely even a stitch. Um, and then I got stabbed once by a fork. So I don't count it as a stab. But as a marketing guy, I actually want to say I got stabbed six times, counting yeah. each prong. Right? That'd be, uh, that'd be six steps. Right we call it that that I've been stabbed before, too, then. You got stabbed with a fork? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see? It? And a spoon. Which I, yeah. It was it, a girl. It was a girl with a spoon. And it, yeah, did it penetrate? Did this, the, no, the, no. Okay, did the fork penetrate? No, no, no. Oh, see, that's, that's a stab. Not a stab, no, then. Enough, yeah, he right. got me all the way down to the bone. He fucking overhanded me, like Jason Voorhees style. Oh, I just sucked stab. With a fork? So it was just, like, sticking fork. out of your arm? It was just in my arm. And this is literally what happened. So I was in my youth, and I was a little bit angrier than I am now. And so I looked at him. I looked at my arm and I said, you mother. And then I got tackled by three of my guys. <laughs> Cause I'm like, the cops were coming. We were arresting him. That was like the whole way detaining him. Yeah. That was the whole deal. And so then he stabbed me. I'm like, I'm going to fucking kill this guy. Yeah. The yeah. cops were already on the way and there was cameras. So it was me getting half a curse out and then getting tackled. Oh, you got good friends. Yeah. I got friends oh, that, like, my friends would be like, get that man, motherfucker. You, and you, you probably <laughs> you ain't going to let this man stab you and get away with it? <laughs> well, you probably experience this too, right? If you bond under adrenaline, you're fucking brothers. Like, that's it. Like, if, you, if you're in a fight and somebody saves your butt in that fight, like, you might know like I 15 seconds. There's some kind of adrenaline bond that happens and it's deeper than like a regular bond. So in that situation, like those guys were closer than family to me at that time. They're not anymore. We've grown apart. But at that time, because we fucking saw so much shit together. As black people, we bond under the under the if 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 a white guy attacks a black dude, all of us fucking up that white guy. We don't need to know shit. Yeah, That's yeah. our bond. We go, we ain't letting that white man win this fight. <laughs> Unless the black guy was talking shit before, then we'd be like, kick his ass, white man. We don't like that motherfucker. He was never allowed to my house anyway. I don't know him. Go here and get punched in the face. Like that's our bond. This is like, would you? We don't even know why we do it. It's just like some kind of like like fucking. <laughs> Sixth Sense. If you see it, you're like, I'm gonna fight. This is what happens. <laughs> I think who well, there's a comedian has a great joke like that. He's like, you know what sucks about being a black guy? If somebody calls you a nigga, you then have to fight him, and then you have to win. <laughs> you have to win. You know how much pressure that is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a good cause, joke. Because if he whoops yeah, your that's ass, that's a great joke. Because if he whoops your ass, he gets to say, say it again. again. <laughs> <laughs> who was yeah, that? I Michael I Che, I think it was. But probably, that's who probably. cares? That that's sounds a fucking like that sounds like my amazing Chang. joke. <laughs> I can see that like amazing dry, joke. Like, you gotta yeah. kick his ass. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that's yeah. an amazing. You yeah, know what? That's Matters. an amazing. Yeah, that's an amazing joke. Because it's like it's true. It's like how many times I'm like, don't call me that because I don't want to fight in this fucking yeah. place. And then they go, hey, you N word. And then you're like, because everyone's looking at you like it's time to defend your honor. And you're like. <laughs> Can I let it go? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you ever be in that? Yo, man, one time I was in a situation like that where, like, because um, I'm a rider. Like, I'm not a good fighter. By the way, I'm going to want to learn how to use some of these knives from you in the future. Oh, I probably just got, got you right all about that. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> I am so excited to learn. But, um, like, I'm a rider. Like, if you if you my boy and you are getting fucked up, even if it's your fault, I'll fight with you, and then I'm going to cuss you out for getting us in this fucking position in the first place. And it might be two fights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a fucking... I'm already in the fighting mood you now, know me? I know. It's like, no, you come here, I'm going to finish this. Because, like, I had a boy, we were, like, in high school, 
And he liked to start fuck shit. You know what I'm saying? But he was a little guy. Five foot four. Oh, little guy, man. Yeah, we talked about and, this um, earlier before the show, I think. We got to this house party. There's pure gal in the place, right? So, yo, we go up in this place. And it ain't even... I'm in the basement. I'm excited. This is how deep it is. This girl was so hot that uh, Drake dated her at one point in time when he was famous. So I'm sitting there like, God damn, I'm going to get to talk to this girl. And then all of a sudden, the squad comes running down the stairs. And they're like, my boy, the little five foot, his name is Bird. They're like, Bird's in a fight. And I'm like, <laughs> I wasn't a big guy. Oh, five foot ten, 125 pounds. But I'm a rider. So we went out. I didn't know how big the fight was going to be. Okay? I thought Bird was in a fight. Bird wasn't in a fight. It was a fucking brawl. Right. It was 30 guys outside. I was like, Bird, how you talk to all of them before I talk to one girl? <laughs> and so um, i never forget it. It was one of those moments where it's like, I guess this is how it goes. And this is how I know there's no bitch in me. I remember 30 guys running at us, like running down the fucking, down, yeah. <laughs> down the driveway. And Bird stopped talking, of course. And I put him behind me. I looked at my other friend, and we shrugged our shoulders like, this is where we die. Yeah. And we turn, and we put our fists up. And then I looked at him, and I go, the big guy goes down first. Yeah. <laughs> and then we just stood there. And then the weirdest like thing happened. Uh, Bird is such an idiot. Bird was cheating on his girlfriend with this girl whose party we're at. Makes his girlfriend come to the party <laughs> to pick what? him up. So his girlfriend pulls up. And the girl who uh, he was cheating with, it was her cousin was the big one. So she jumped on his neck when he fell down. The rest of the crowd bitched out because they weren't really about that life. They were depending on him to right, tackle right. us down, yeah. right? So that's why we said, that guy is not getting up, yeah. right? So at the same exact moment, he falls down. The car pulls up. And I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm a fighter, but I'm not dumb. Let's get the fuck out of here. We all jump in the car and we drove the fuck <laughs> out of there, man. That was the only time I've ever been in that kind of situation. And I can tell you right now, all that adrenaline, all I wanted to do was fuck up Bird. <laughs> yep, yep. There's no brotherhood. I was going to fuck him up outside this That's car. That's different. That's different. He caused the problem. What I'm saying is we all go and solve the problem together. If one of us caused a problem, that guy gets fucking. He get the punch in the back of the head when nobody's looking. Shit, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I want him to see. Fuck <laughs> Every group has that one guy that gets you ninety percent of the fucking fights, and then that shrug is like indicative. I did the same thing, right? You look mm. at your buddy, you're like, guys are fucking doing this, right? I like, think that's like some caveman it DNA is, shit yeah. because it's like there was zero fear at that moment. Like oh. I genuinely had looked at it like I like I accepted death. Yeah. And all I was thinking was, how many can I take with me? Yeah, there you go. And it was no question in my like. Now I'm I'm 39. Now I'm like I have a mortgage. I, I got <laughs> I got I got to take my son to practice. I can't be fighting. Yeah. <laughs> 17. I'm like Rambo. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to kill. It was fucking stupid. They drew first blood. <laughs> <laughs> It was crazy. I don't know. I'm glad I'm not. That's why I, I kind of empathize with young people when I see them acting out because yeah. I'm like, oh, I, I know that. I understand that. It's just got a lot of testosterone and nowhere to put it. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? at, least, at least you knew that. Wild. It, took, it took me a while to realize my, my brawling days were done. I But I got a very visual indication my brawling days were done. 
So <laughs> I was I was with my dog. like an ass whooping. <laughs> yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't an ass whooping. It wasn't an ass whooping. <laughs> That's the same thing I was thinking. I wish it was, I was though. Like, you going to tell us an ass whooping. No. You got fucked up. That 55-year-old biker is coming back. <laughs> He's 65 now. He's oh, even meaner. <laughs> it's called Biker's Revenge. <laughs> You the bouncer. Yeah. <laughs> he takes his dentures out to punch you. <laughs> stick meter. <laughs> you ain't shit. <laughs> uh, this podcast is brought to you by laughter. We yeah, have <laughs> we've had like ten seconds of talking, and the rest is that. <laughs> My arrogant fucking laugh. I laugh like a supervillain. Like I laugh a like a little I, bit. I get that a little bit. I laugh like I just burned down a, a town. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but it feels good. And that's the worst part about it. <laughs> oh, shit. I put the mic down. You put the mic I was, down. I put the whole mic down and was talking to these motherfuckers like, yeah. And then it's like, yeah. you're on a podcast. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. This weed is good. Mm, put this weed on the half gram challenge. This motherfucker hitting me. So oh, walking into Toys R Us. Okay. Okay. This is, this is <laughs> I have my daughter. She's in a pretty princess dress. We're walking to buy a toy for one of my nephews. <laughs> I see around the corner. A face of a guy I fought every weekend for oh, like shit. 10 years comes turning around like, oh my God, I haven't prepped my daughter for this shit. Like, oh, this beach's going to blow up at Toys R Us. This is fucking Toys crazy. So he turns around the corner and he has two little girls <laughs> in princess dresses on each side. And he looks at me, I look at him and he's like, huh. <laughs> and then I'm like, you know what? I'm done now. That's that's my biggest beef. He's got two kids. I got one. I guess I'm not about this life anymore. Time to get fat. Fuck it. Yeah, man. You you you. That's what uh, that's the one thing, people. If you don't have kids, the weakness comes in that you um, oh, yeah. you lose that. See, there's a difference between um, I'm not afraid to die, or I'll fight. I'll die for something is power, but then I'll live for something is even more powerful because you have to find a new way around that kamikaze idea which is easy to be honest it's very easy to say i'll die for something but it's even more difficult to live for it And when you have to kill your ego to let your children live it becomes a different part in your life and so fighting and that gangster shit it's it's not applicable anymore like you know what i mean i'm not about that like i mean like you know what i mean fuck around with me and this would be a problem but like i'm not the guy ever searching out for nothing no more and it's like i don't I don't want no problems, man. I just like laughing. I love laughing. I hate fighting. I don't want no problems. I don't want that shit, man. Having kids put me in that place, and I, right. I, I'm I'm thankful to be in that place because I definitely see the error in the ways. It's because you just when you see them kids, you know, doing the shit that y'all used to do back then when you were security bouncers. <clears throat> Don't you see, like, the misguided yep. children, the frustration that they're taking this energy out in all the wrong places and what they could have been doing? And it's just like, I feel like it's just uh, straight from my path. But I got six guns in this house. <laughs> We're back up to six. Uh, I th- <laughs> I'm keeping gun count for this whole podcast. <laughs> so I'm going to keep smoke count. <laughs> I, I, think, I think you're right. And one of the other things, like, we talk about in the courses a lot is death is a little bit too romantic. Like, everybody's like, I'll fucking die for something. Cool. If death is on the table, you know what else is on the table? Wheelchairs. Yeah, yeah. Fucking shitting in a bag. Right, having to live in an assisted living home. Are you? Are you still? Are you still fucking? Because death is romantic, right? I'll yeah. fucking die for this. Death is on the table. So's losing your look. So's break, yeah. like becoming crippled. And people don't like the young. The young men have this like romantic yeah. death in their head. Mm. 
But that's not like medical technology's too good. You're not getting a romantic about, death. You're gonna be on ventilators, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm gonna be a vegetable for the next twenty exactly, years. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, like you said, it's better to have something to live for. And on that note, it kind of puts it reshuffles your priorities. Right? Like, mm-hmm. do I want to look like a punk in front of this asshole and fight in a Toys R Us so my daughter for the rest of her life has therapy yeah. about me fighting in a fucking Toys R Us yeah. over a beef about a bar that's closed now? For real. Like, that doesn't, it just re, I think it re, it shuffles the deck. 15 years from now, she only wants to date guys that do dumb exactly, shit like that. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like, so I learned the man fights in Toys R Us. <laughs> that's yeah, what right. I fucking learned. Yeah. Right? That's not a great life lesson. <clears throat> and no. I know you went, you went a different way with it, man. If I would have been in Toys R Us and seen the dude come around the corner yeah. with his two kids, I would have been like, honey, look. There's two of them, but you can fucking take them. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fucking go. <laughs> Remember we when we practice this life. Yeah. <laughs> there is a community agreement that my daughter will have zero problems in the future of her life. <laughs> <laughs> he, he taught her the what's it called? The ballistic cup. The ballistic. Yeah, he taught her the ballistic. Already. Meanwhile, my mom is giving me oregano and shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, put that on your knife, son. I'm like, yo, garlic. Why am I losing all the fights, mama? I'm losing every goddamn fight in the hood. They talk about their come season blade (laughs) (laughs) oh shit okay oh i uh (laughs) want to ask no because i'm i'm high fuck off (laughs) i don't need to get more i'm gonna keep i know yeah you're supposed to keep going i'm on it i'm on this party holding the mic um you did something recently and i loved it and uh i wanted to get into it because uh i we i don't i feel like people don't talk about it as much i think it's like a cult following still and that's with uh psychedelics and mushrooms yes uh now b and i uh uh we b does acid and mushrooms i do uh yeah, mushrooms for yourself i don't uh i don't i don't do any illegal activities whatsoever <laughs> oh god stay, damn stay it this is this motherfucker no full and well he fucking talking to the judge like don't listen to him <laughs> um um but like you Took a mini vacay. Yep. Um, like a responsible Albertan, you drove an hour away. <laughs> Four hours away. Yeah. I'm not getting on a fucking plane right now. Uh, Bunch of assholes. Um, but um, yo, tell me about your your trip, yo. Sure. Like so, your trip, trip. Yeah. <laughs> Let's so, get into this. I love talking about psychedelics. First off, what were you on? I was on acid. Fuck yeah, baby. Uh, so Let's get it. I actually, I've never done acid before my 40th birthday. So uh, I just never did. I just never got around to it. It wasn't like I was <laughs> that's, it. That's all uh, the parties start. Never, and it also, it scared me. The, the name acid's terrifying. And if you watch it like is. TV and you're like, oh, I don't want to fucking do that. And like the big myth of, yo, if you do acid, it can fuck up your brain forever. Yeah, right, like, and then fuck. you get aftershocks. I've seen see those guys who do much acid, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I heard. I'm I in the same boat. I believe all that shit. Of so, course, same here. Uh, so COVID shut everything down, right? Like Sterling, we commiserate all the time because we're both we're both public speakers in different ways, right? I do presentations, you do comedy, but we're public speakers. And we both tour. <laughs> and uh, also, I own a gym. And then COVID said, hey, everything you do for a living, Randy, that is illegal. You can't do any of it. You can't mm-hmm. teach this. And like, I thought I had this like recession-proof business. I'm like, mm-hmm. I travel to other economies. So I'll just go where there's money. It doesn't, and I'm like, nope. In the world. So I've had, like everybody, I don't want to make it about me, but it's been a rough go. I've had a really rough go. And because of what the shift in COVID and all that shit is, uh, I haven't really taken a break because like I used to take breaks when I was traveling like on the plane, right? Or like in the hotel, like, okay, hey, pick me up tomorrow. I'm going to chill in the hotel. But because every day was different and loopholes and whatever, and we're trying to keep the business afloat, 
I haven't taken a second off since pretty much just started. And if you remember, Sterling, I walked into 2020 coming out of a, my entire house burning down. So in November, I lost my house. Then we got a new place. Then COVID hit. Then everything got shitty. And I lost, as we all did, we lost a bunch of money from pre-booking mm -hmm. tours. And that was a depressing day, right? I'm sure, just like you, every every time I looked at my phone, I was like, fuck, of course they have to. Yeah. I can't be mad. Yeah. yeah. It's right? what it but was, fuck, man. that was a lot of money, right? Like, I'm not cheap. Month, I'm not. Like, so. <laughs> first month, I was like, I don't know. First month, I was like, I'm okay. Yeah. But Because it was like a couple thousand. But then the second month, I was like, oh, I was turning, I turned into like an old uh, 1800 slave. I was like, what is I going to do, man? I was like, oh, oh, they took everything from me. I don't, what is I going to do? And I was, I was like, I can't even, I can't even afford my weed man, Jesus. I don't, I don't know. I got to tell the weed man goodbye. You ever break up with a weed man? You be like, we can't do this anymore. And he's like, you found someone else? No, I can't find anybody else. I'm, I'm broke. Jesus. It was sad. It was a fucked up time. And then it just got worse and worse as yeah. I recessed into my madness and was shooting arrows in the living room and putting up green screens. There's a hole in the fucking window for me. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Shooting arrows in the living room. Um, and arrows out here. And you know what I mean? Running into people's farms and shooting guns in farms and then running away. Ratchet. <laughs> and I mean, like, we did some fucked up shit on the pandemic. But yeah, who the fuck is we, nigga? Yeah, <laughs> man, quit fucking put me in your are, shit. Are you speaking French? <laughs> I don't know. Are you speaking French? <laughs> I was good. Listen, I got, I got fucking my forty listeners would never rat on me, dead. <laughs> my goddamn dedicated forty right now is laughing right now. Like, we got you, Sterling. I know you got me, you crazy motherfuckers. <laughs> 40 motherfuckers listen to my podcast. What the hell is this? I got more people in my grade six class. <laughs> but I love you motherfuckers. And you know this podcast has been hilarious. So let's get back to it. So uh, I'm stressed pretty much. And uh, my 40th birthday was January. And I want to do something big for my 40th, right? So like normally I'm, I'm kind of a big event guy. Like, like go big places, do big stuff. I'm a little bit like fucking, I'm like that. So it was a little depressing that we couldn't even like have people over really. So uh, roast was planned for me. Did a roast. It was pretty good. It was pretty fun. And uh, I was like, well, I want to do. I need something memorable for forty. I'm gonna try acid. Fuck it. Like, why not? I'm forty. I've never done it. Right? Who knows how much? Maybe I have a heart condition. I don't fucking know. So I'm gonna try it. So I did it the first time, and uh, it was okay. But my fiance was having a bad trip, so my entire experience was taking care of her. So I'm like, okay, this isn't a fair shake for acid. This isn't, this isn't it. It's just not. So I told her straight up. I'm like, look, because this you're not into psychedelics. That's totally fine. Um, I want to try it at least one more time, like to get a full. I don't want this me this to be my experience on this. Yeah, and so yeah. I had five tabs, and uh, so I had three left. So I'm like, fuck it. One day I'm gonna go and just like take off and hit a hotel. So finally Monday last week kicked in, and I was like. I'm not really a depressed guy. Like, I, I was depressed. I don't have depression, if you understand the difference, right? I was sad. depressed. Yeah, I was yeah. sad. Uh, but at a level I've never been before, because I'm, like, captain positive fucking, right? Like, right. And uh, I was a different person. Like, every, my family was like, you, you're weird. Everybody, my clients were like, you're being weird. So I'm like, fuck, I'm going to do it. So I took the whole week off, had to ignore the canceling money thing, right? Like, okay, I got to cancel clients, but fuck, I need this for my mental health or whatever. So I drove out to Canmore, uh, did some hiking, hung out, like drank the first night, did some hiking, and then I was like, okay, tonight's the night. I'm going to fucking do acid in this hotel room by myself. And I'm going to fucking... And so I am... Um, so I'm a huge fan of Tool, the band Tool, if you know who they are. They're like us. They're like... They're like my generation's Led Zeppelin. They're like drug rock. Yeah. Right? They're like really... Um, so I was like, I want to listen to this Tool album while, while high on acid, because they, they, I think it was written for, and it was perfectly written for that. 
And I swear to God, I had a fucking like religious experience. I'm not even lying. Like I don't want to over-exaggerate. I was in the bathtub in the dark because it was too bright. There's a little bit of light. And I had I played the Tool album, uh, Anima, all of it. And you, it's clearly written for somebody peaking and coming down because it has like breaks in it. Like yeah. there's one song, I'm like, it's so intense. And then it was like, cloud music, like, dude, dude. I'm like, oh, this is a nice break. Oh, I needed this, right? Because I was like, my, it was physically reacting. I was like, it was crazy. It was such a good time. And so I uh, did that and then came on back and had this like crazy, amazing experience. I really enjoyed it. Um, I made a mistake though. So I did a tab and a half. Like three hours later, I wasn't really feeling it. I'm like, I'm going to do another half tab. And then like literally when I ate it, it like kicked in. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yep. Right? Yep. So I planned it out. Like I wanted to do it at three o'clock. So I was in bed by like three or four o'clock so I could drive home. Mm-hmm. But I did the second half tab at like six. So I fucking didn't sleep at all. Because yeah. I'm like sitting there, close my eyes. I'd see like an oceanscape. I'm like, you're not fucking falling asleep when this shit's happening, man. You're dreaming awake. And I felt amazed. I didn't feel tired. I didn't feel anything, right? Yeah, yeah. But honestly, I... I feel like a million bucks right now. But why? What? What, what did you? What did you learn in that religious experience? What did you bring back? <clears throat> a lot, like, cause so the album is very like up and down, and it goes in between like, uh, it goes in between like the album talking to you, and then it sounded kind of like you're talking to it. If that makes any sense, I know yeah, it, it sounds stone, but no, no, you, it, me and my listeners, we know what the fuck okay, we talking good. about. <laughs> so what I took back from it was kind of like, so I I walked onto this vacation with literally everything on the table including including quitting what i do and like just going back to school and fucking starting again because this covid thing really hit me hard and i put my entire life into what i do and so obviously i'm sticking around with it so i promote it right now but uh i did the i did the decision that i was like i'm uh, what i took from it is i like acid number one it's pretty fun i think i might do that once every six to eight months like just to like recap number two i see why they use it for depression i feel amazing uh Number three, it wasn't as scary as I fucking thought it was going to be, right? I did see visuals, but they weren't like like on the movies where it's like your entire reality's gone. Maybe mm-hmm. I didn't do enough. Maybe that does happen. I didn't experience that. Is that yo, did you ever have that happen? Yeah. Yeah, where you're just totally out of reality? Because yeah. I, I haven't done acid yet. I've only done mushrooms, oh. but I love mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, just uh, what did the, you the in and out, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Still, right? Like. That day. Yeah, because I want to know what you learned because like uh, there's I something learned, I want to talk about yeah. too, but I think it's, it's related to you. Okay. I think what I learned about it was uh, I, I felt like, I very felt like communed with the universe. Like, so I was super hippie and I'm like, I realized I was on the right path and like all of the, everything that stuck out in the music was like, you know, do what it takes to make it, do like this, like all that kind of stuff and I was like, you know what, fuck it. I am doing this. And so I decided, so I went from like deciding on what I wanted to do to like being like, I'm just going to do fucking all of it. So I registered for part-time school. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go maybe get a sociology degree. I decided cause it helps what I do for a living. Um, I am going to keep the gym going to the best of my ability. I want to transition <coughs> online. So we'll be doing that. And I think I know I just felt like no decision felt right because they all were a piece of the right decision. And that mm. all came together in my head. And so now I'm like, laser focus back on like the mission, right? Like how do I promote? How do I do this? What do I, what do I got to do to get this? And then uh, example, right? I did that free seminar yesterday with the women uh, for international women's day. And there was eight, I, I wrote a post about it. 
I'm like, no fan for, cause like I get flown around. I get like, they pick up my favorite boozes in my hand when I'm in the car. Mm-hmm. Like it's pretty fucking awesome. It's not like, I'm sure it's not international com- comedian level, but it's like, they it, don't even pick me up. Dog. <laughs> 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 They're like, here's 20 bucks. And a, and a number for Uber. <laughs> I don't even give me 20 bucks. They're like Uber bitch. Uber like, that's how they talk to me, yo. But yeah, so I had that and I always, and this was like no fanfare. I wasn't allowed to take pictures. Because they're, of course, women in crisis. You don't want to be taking pictures and put them on the internet. So oh, it was like, I was like, no fanfare, no pictures, no fucking this. And it was like the best experience of my life because I, I remembered why I do what I do. So history on me is I used to be in advertising. And then I quit that to open a gym in the ghetto to help people. That was literally the ghetto being Chinatown Edmonton. Uh, right? And I opened up in what they called the building called Murder Hotel is what the police call it. It's a shit wow. building. Opened the gym. And so you just like to go to places that seem like there's danger, apparently. You go to he got a child got trapped in his TV at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> somebody got stabbed, I'm going to go there. He got a mogwai. He got a mogwai. Yeah. <laughs> he got a mogwai in a basket. That wasn't the real estate agent time was called Murder Hotel, number one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but no, I just, you it was cheap. You are a thrill seeker. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I quit my job with nothing. I was divorced. <laughs> just left my wife. More danger. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, left, just left that. I wanted to do this. Like, fuck, I don't like what I'm doing. I'm selling air to nobody about nothing, yeah, right? Yeah. I don't like this fucking job. Yeah. And then I went and just did it, and that was the cheapest place I could fucking find, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so anyways, it, it reaffirmed that the decisions I made 15 years ago were the right decisions. That's the, what I got out of it. The, the reason why I wanted to ask you that is because yeah. um, the other day— Oh, and I'm gay. No, I'm just kidding. I, mean, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't hold it against you, literally. <laughs> no. <I wouldn't. laughs> Well, I'm just gonna go. There's <laughs> 99% laughing in the microphone today, boy. I had never laughed this hard since my mama got drunk on the fucking table. <laughs> this is a, this is a good episode, boy. Uh, okay, here's why. Um, you like mushrooms? Yeah, but I feel like mushrooms. Um, I think acid is like a chemical version of like what, but they do like what mushrooms are supposed to do too. But this is how high I was last time. So last time I got these mushrooms and uh, the dude was like, hey man, um, these mushrooms are a little strong. And I was like, no, they're not. So I did the whole quarter with beep (laughs) in one shot, in one shot, in one tea, in one cup. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like two cups, of, like whoop, each each person gets one cup exactly, and it's that's the whole tea, the whole pot is in these two cups, and we drank that, and then when the lift off happened, I rolled over the couch and I looked at it because like the wave was so powerful, it felt like it was holding my chest down. Right. And I look, I roll off the couch and I go, I think, uh, I think I went too far. <laughs> I think I went too far. That's his, but that's, that's his was, true voice for real. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was so high though. That I came upon something that I could not shake. I feel like mushrooms and acid are a tool that puts our bodies in a state to allow us to either receive knowledge or to share or to like pull it in. Because you ever notice when you're on mushrooms or acid, whatever issues you have, you can solve it. You could find the answers, right? And it's just like, I think it's like meant for us to communicate or share knowledge or something, but the state it puts us in, because we have no knowledge of it, we're like, wee, <laughs> this is a fun thing to do. Look at all these things. There's colors. And it's like, God damn it, we're trying to talk to you. Because <laughs> You know what I mean? Because it's like, yo, I felt like the mushrooms were like, I'm like, are the mushrooms talking to me? Or as the mushrooms put me in a state to be talked to? Because it's like, right. because you know what I'm talking about, where you can like, 
Whatever your problem is, you can solve it. Whatever, when you, you can see the world from more than just yourself, it lets you see yourself without your ego. It does all these things that allow you to receive and be accepted of information because you can't lie to yourself. And so now when you see a topic, you're like, oh, that is the truth. I am the problem. Yeah. And then when the mushroom trip goes away, your ego comes back and your ego goes, fuck that. Yeah. I ain't changing for nothing. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like you can't receive knowledge in that space because of what we use to shell ourselves today. And I feel like the mushrooms were either telling me this or the mushrooms put me in a state like this for me to learn this knowledge. Yeah. And it's just wild. And that's why I was like, when you were on acid, I was like, yeah. yo, because I just started mushrooms. I probably only did mushrooms like eight times now. Right. I, I started, I think it was, was it this year? I don't know, man. But like, it wasn't long. And so I, I wanted to know your trip and your journey. That's why I even said, yeah. what did you bring back? Yeah. I want to know what you brought back. It's a great. Like, I think, I think that's what it was, right? Like, so we even use this, we teach the self-defense courses, but like your subconscious is a way faster processor than your conscious brain. We all know this, right? It's taking in information we don't even think about, right? Like listeners right now, how does your tongue feel in your mouth? Holy fuck. Now you're thinking about your tongue for the first time ever. Now you're like, I don't know what it's supposed to feel like, right? Sexy. (laughs) (laughs) I was rolling my tongue in my mouth like, God damn right. I know what I feel like. (laughs) I'm a dirty motherfucker. But this is stuff your subconscious is paying attention to. And I think it's the bridge between the conscious and subconscious, the ego, super ego, that kind of stuff, right? It, 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 because it distracts the conscious brain with pretty pictures. I think you can communicate with yourself better. I think it bridges that conscious, that subconscious mind and your subconscious, which is already trying to figure the problem out anyways. That's why people get stuff in their dreams, right? It's already trying it's a, now you can like directly talk to it. Like, Hey, what do you, what about this? You can apply human logic to like ancient processing. And I think that's, <coughs> I think that's the beauty of it. That's fucking wild. I feel you. Yeah. Cause honestly it solved. It's, it's all I was thinking about. It, mm-hmm. I it did, didn't solve it. I still got this work to do, but now I know what work to do. Yeah, exactly. Right? It puts like, you on and, that path, yo. And like, I cannot times. tell you how close I was to quitting. Like, and that's crazy that. for me because I'm not. This is what I've been doing. This is who I am. Well, this is my identity. Community, but I was super done. I was like, I can't. What if there's another shutdown? What if there's another fucking? And I was just, I was negative, and I've never been like that before. Yeah, yeah we and all it, fucking. That was the slap in the face I got. I had I to learn to. I think because we came better because of it, though, because oh, we yeah. saw us become what we thought we could never be again. Yes. And so now we know under pressure that shit could happen. And so that's why I'm not too critical about a lot of people and the way that they act or respond or deal with because however this, this, this uh, pandemic, because I used to just think about myself, but yo, I'm an introvert. So I don't give a fuck about being around people. It doesn't bother me, but I never once sat down and took on, you know, because of mushrooms, it gave me empathy to understand that there's extroverts who thrive. The same energy I get by being alone is the same energy they get by being with people. And you've now restricted them to their homes. And like, what kind of st- uh, stress would that be? That's like me being around people 24-7. I'd be fucking, you know, you can only hunt like a week or two before I'm going to fucking start snapping. And then you start realizing that these people, they're all outraged and they're angry and we're all fighting each other. But the reason why is because we're all damaged inside. You know what I'm saying? And when you realize that somebody's damaged and they're yelling at you, it's not about you, dog. It's about the war that they're fighting for inside of themselves. And the pain that they're trying to inflict on you is the pain that they walk around with mentally every day. And that you should feel sorry for that person, not be angry with that person. And um, uh, I don't even know my point anymore. Sterling. Dog. 
<laughs> Honestly, legitimately, you just outsmarted the drunk. <laughs> that's what you just that's what you just fucking did. You just out you you're a bouncer. I christened you bouncer. You have been knighted into our fraternity because you literally that you literally just you, you, you talked out the drunk. You realize it's not about fucking you. This guy's having a bad day. That's why he's so fucking wasted. It doesn't literally. matter what he tells you about your mom and what he's gonna do to her sexually. It doesn't fucking matter. So, dude, you get it. You did it. The mushrooms brought me that. <laughs> I didn't have to get stabbed or hit with a fire hydrant. <laughs> well, yo, man, this has been like the longest podcast I think I've done to date. Oh, shit, yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> I love every minute of it. I ain't cutting a fucking thing. My viewers, you guys, my listeners, you guys can listen to this for the next three weeks because that's how fucking frequent you guys listen anyway. <laughs> yeah, like, like if, if you take out all the laughs, it's 30 minutes. It's yeah, it's a 30-minute podcast. <laughs> I'm going to edit it down. It'll just be us talking. And it'll be weird as fuck. But, yo, this has been such a phenomenal episode. Randy, can you let the people know how to find you? Because I want them to, because, uh, yo, people go on and hit you up about this knife fighting, because I know I will. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's definitely something that I don't get to do as much as I used to, and I miss it. It's fun. Well, everything that you do, because you do a lot more than knife fighting. Yeah, exactly. That's for yeah. me and my crazy ass. Like I said, I'm mostly the education-based self-defense guy now. Not as fun or sexy, but way more functional for real life. Uh, you can find me uh, on the internet, shocking. Uh, any social media, Randy King Live. Randy King and then Live, L-I-V-E. Um, that's all my social media. So Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, I think I have. I don't, uh, I don't have a TikTok and I don't have Twitter because Twitter's fucking stupid. It is. So uh, yeah, hit me up on there if you have any questions about anything, including like knife fighting or other kind of conflict management stuff. Hit me up. Thanks for having right. me, Sterling. Hey, yo, B. Let them know who you are, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, man. All I got is a P.O. box. <laughs> but you cannot. <laughs> nah, man. BZ Buzz. Catch me on everything. It's BZ Buzz. B-E-A-Z-Y-B-U-D-Z. All right, man. This has been another episode of the Comedy Reject Podcast.